Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Did you see me right there trying to put my shoe back on, Benny? No, I did not. Oh, my God. You missed that? Uh, like, did. that was awkward. <laughs> like, awk. It, it happens. was, like, awkward. It happens. It was like, what is she doing? Uh, so what happens, Benny, when you have things that you know probably need to find their way to the garbage bin and you can't seem to get them there? So I've got these shoes on. Right? Oh, that's Wait, hold what you on. Mean. Let me get hold on. Let me get the shoe. That was like metaphorically speaking. You're literally. You see these? <laughs> Those don't need to be in the garbage. What are you talking no, about? No, look at my shoe. That's Is that a, the camera? Right here. This so one. these are yeah. my little gel shoes. Uh huh. Is that a camera You're, over there? Okay. Yeah, but it's it's on this. Okay, one. it's over there, and I don't know what that camera is. I'm, I guarantee it, you, I'm in camera, the wrong seat for the next hour. Guess Jessica's gonna have to be like. <laughs> okay, so here they are, right? You see how cool these are? Mm-hmm. Okay, like throwing so it back to the uh, late it's 80s, a 90s. back, and you see that like there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I got these like, oh, my gosh. It has to be like five years ago, and I got them for like 10 bucks. You can't find them. But this one broke. You can't tell it's broke. So I've glued it a couple times in other places, right, which is cool. So I have to get my big Gorilla Glue out to glue this. Shoe goo. Don't you think they're worth gluing, though? Don't you think these are? I don't know. Ah, Benny. Not my taste. Hold not on. my taste. Uh, That's no, of course why. not. Hold on. Let me put my shoe back on. <laughs> hey, Hold but, on. you know, if you like them, you got to keep them going. Right? I'm down with that. Seriously, you do? Yeah, because I fix things all the time. Well, I house. can't find them. Well, I that's what I'm saying. Them. Yeah, you're trying to make them last. I think they're limitless. That, too. Like our show today. Just exactly how you mentioned it. Bryn. Bryn is here. Rin Blankenship is joining <laughs> us here today. So we're talking about the limitless soul. And I don't mean the soul of my shoe, but I could mean the soul of my shoe. Um, the reason I think this is important today, I want to introduce you all to, to Bryn, is because, and we are in the studio, and, and I don't know, Jessica, I know I'm not sitting in the right seat for whatever you're trying to do with the camera, but just tell Benny. Send, send us a text or something or a Skype or something. Um, but this is the seat, Benny, that I have been sitting in since January of 04, right? I, I mean, rarely have you seen me go sit over there because when we used to have the guests come in, they sat there so they got the view. So I'm stuck. I'm stuck on an old way. Gosh, it's hard to be me some days. And you know what? I know what y'all are saying. It's hard for you to listen to me some days. It's, hard. it's like... Susie, Susie sends me an email. Susie sends us emails and texts. And we have to tell the West, rest of the world how to do that. So Susie sent a text about the question yesterday. Uh, and, you know, Benny, new hosts for shows and, and, 
And Bryn, I know you're thinking, is she ever going to introduce me? Let me bring you on now so we can talk about this. Let me just do it. Let's bring you on because we, we just have fun, right? I hope they told yes. you about us. So for those of you out there, look, Bryn is the author of this fabulous book, but so much more. I say Bryn. It's Bren. It's Bren. But I say Bryn, but it's really Bren uh, because I got schooled yesterday on how to say Sanskrit, and which it's not. It's, it's Sanskrit. And so Dr. Darvish schooled me on Iran, which is not Iran, but I'm never going to get it right. But here we are. Listen, friend, here's the thing. You're the author of this book, right? You are in the world phenomenon when we talk about clinical hypnotherapy or hypnotherapy or, or what this is. Whatever it is, it's an entire body of work that helps people get at the subconscious level of what's holding them back. And... I'm joking a little bit about the shoes, but not really. I don't know. You can't see us on the camera. But if you saw me, I literally took off these plastic gel shoes that have little sparkles in them. They're clear, right? And held them up. And the reason I did it was because I was trying to get ready for the show. And I clearly realized that I'm shrinking, Benny, because somehow my feet are not even touching the bar on this chair today. <laughs> what the heck? It wasn't me. I didn't. And so here we are in the world. 15 years I'm doing this, Brent. And I got to tell you that if I'd have had this book in my hands and the body of work that you did uh, years ago when I was going through some serious illness, I, I probably would have been able to look at life differently and taken some shortcuts and gotten some help sooner on what's going on inside of me. Wow. But here's the question right out of your book. I read the books. So... Probably they didn't tell you that I read the books. I read the books. I read them. Here's the burning question to kick this thing off. You ready? Yeah. Taken right out of your book. What holds you back from trusting yourself? Exactly. Oh. <laughs> we do it all the time. I know. And I got to tell you, I mean, I went through the book twice, actually, and we're going to talk about the book, but we're really going to talk more about you and the body of your work you're bringing. This thing about not trusting myself, I pay for it dearly, dearly, is that dearly when I don't. I want to understand about the significance of that question in your book and the significance of that question in the body of work that you do. Well, that's why clients are coming in. You know, they're trying to get clarity, and often they're getting the answers, but they're not understanding the messages. Or they're getting the answers, they're not trusting what they're getting, so they keep looking for confirmation. And then that creates a cycle of doubt. When you have more clarity, when you're aligned with your soul's guidance, you have clarity, you have discernment, of course, you're going to have those moments where you're like, do I do this or do I do that? But you get to the answer much sooner and much clearer, and you learn who to trust, who not to trust, what direction to go in, where to spend your time. You, you, you can save yourself a lot of time and worry and effort by understanding that connection and then working with it and keeping it open. And, Dr. Pat, it's funny that you would mention shoes because I'm running around barefooted. That's my favorite pair of shoes. 
<laughs> well, you know, I normally I, I don't like to have many sh- much much on. So I'm going to have to hold this up and maybe we can take a screenshot of the shoe. Um, I generally don't like a lot of shoe on, except when I play ping pong, table tennis. Then I got to wear mm-hmm. a shoe. But even then, my sneaker is very lightweight. And I'm always looking. But well, even in the book, I'm talking about step outside. Yes. Take your shoes off. Yes. Touch the earth. Yes. Ground yourself. Connect. And let, let's ask, let's answer the question for folks, why that's so important. I know why it was important for me, but I want to hear it from you because we're talking about soul expression, spiritual regression, which we're going to talk about today. I love that. I just Thank love you. that. I love things like that. Um, I just love that. Soul expression, spiritual regression. Because I think once upon a time when I was looking at buying a wheelchair in 2008, I was 100 pounds heavier. I didn't understand what was happening to my body. What I realized in a moment's notice, that everything is spiritual. People say everything is energy. And I think energy and spirituality are kind of the same. But I want to ask you this, right? I mean, this idea of soul expression and a spiritual regression, what does it get at for people? And hold that thought. We're going to come back from break. What is it that you've discovered? And by the way, I am so glad that you did this book and you're telling stories. I am so thrilled that you're doing that because finally, years later for you and me, the media reports now come out and they say, anybody that wants to do anything significant, it's time to tell stories. But you've done it brilliantly. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, lots going on here today. There's something we're going to talk about. And by the way, we're taking your questions. Let's, let's, get all, let's have you all call in and let's get some help, not from me, but from my very special guest, the author of The Limitless Soul, Hypnoregression Case Studies into Past, Present, and Future Lives. I said, pa- right? Past, present, and what? Future. We'll be right back. Join the new earth on the Cornelia Stephanie Show. Tune in each month as Cornelia takes listeners on an odyssey of higher consciousness to inspire, educate, and empower. Cornelia Stephanie is a spiritual teacher, passionate speaker, published author, and founder of the Empower Network. Cornelia guides people on the path of self-healing, peace, and liberation. For more information, go to CorneliaStephanie.com. Hi, I'm Laura Meeks, and the most common problem that my clients face is all work and no play. This is why I created Fly High Living. I help you develop a balanced life plan and guide you to a place where you love to wake up in the morning. Call 888-666-1570 or go to flyhighliving.com to sign up for the four-week Flight Plan for Life course. Do you want the knowledge and wisdom to understand where spirituality, science, and psychology intersect? Then join the Karmic Path Radio Show with Tina and Laura on TransformationTalkRadio.com, Thursdays at 4 p.m. Pacific. Follow this charmingly, disarmingly dynamic duo as they explore how psychic ability, spirituality, and karmic law tie together. For more information on Tina, Laura, and their groundbreaking work, visit TheKarmicPath.com. 
The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Learn and explore fascinating and practical uses of essential oils, how to use them, and how they can enhance your everyday life. The Oil Lounge was founded by three remarkable women with fascinating stories about how essential oils changed their lives. Tina and Laura from The Karmic Path have joined forces to educate the masses in the benefits of Young Living Essential Oils. For more information, visit theoillounge.com. Are you feeling stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a healthy relationship filled with inspiration? You might just be on the verge, on the verge of attracting your soulmate. Tune in each month to The Laura Richer Show, where dating coach Laura Richer share tools for using your dating breakdown for a relationship breakthrough. For more information, visit richerhealinghypnosis.com. Love that, Benny. Who who be singing that? Death Cab for Cutie. Death? No. Mm-hmm. Is it really mm-hmm. Death Cab for mm-hmm. Cutie? Mm-hmm. Wow. I know. The title's a little more... Sh- the artist group name is a little more shocking than this song itself, Soul yeah, Meets Body, I, I, which is a really I, good I'll song. I'll tell you, I'm really all down with that. I think oh, yeah. we got to get more creative in what we're doing here. Well, sure. Right? Sure, why not? You know, ever since P. Diddy went away... <laughs> it's still... We're, it's we're, Diddy, isn't it? It's, or it's Diddy still P. now. Diddy. It's Diddy. Yeah, it's something like that. Well, he was Sean John, and then it went to Sean Puffy Combs, Combs. and then it was Puffy, and then it was P. Diddy, and that's Diddy, and I think he's still around that. today. So I, I'm going through the same transition. Are you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are you going <laughs> What is it? <laughs> Who are you now? <laughs> no, who's sorry now? Oh. Who's sorry? Do you know that song? Get that for the break, because it's going to be so relevant what we're, uh, and what Brandon and I. Connie Francis. Okay. Who's sorry now? Look. If you listen to my show or you're new to it, I, oh, I'm supposed to say podcast. I, we're, we're like a real show, but we're also a podcast. Then you'll know why I get so excited when somebody like Brent Blankenship joins me here today and has a book called The Limitless Soul, Hypno-Regression Case Studies into Past, Present, and Future Lives. Because I've had to really look at myself recently and ask what it is about the thing I am trying to do today, and I say the word trying because sometimes you're just not doing it if you're trying. But what is it about that that gets me stuck? And what is it about what she has discovered? And by the way, when you read the book, the stories are incredible. They're incredible. And we're going to talk about them. But before we do that, I want to make sure all of you out there know that there is a way to get a copy of the book Right. And uh, Brent, let's tell people, first off, how to get a copy of the book uh, and how to find out more about you. And then I got to ask you, like, a really important question. Okay. Well, the books are available at all major booksellers. They're available on Amazon. And um, it is a number one Amazon hot new release, I'm excited to say. And it's doing really well. So thank you to all those who have already bought the book. And all those who are about to buy the book. Mm-hmm. So, 
you have a center too, don't you? Yes. Tell us about that because you're you're in my mom where my moms grew up, right? So oh. tell us about that if you will. Well, I have a center known as the Great Center in Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Great is Gaelic for breathing new life into souls. And stepping onto the property, it's a little farmhouse, a little spiritual farmhouse. It's by appointment only. And the practitioners here, we work with people one-on-one. But just stepping onto the land, you just feel the energy of the land. It's surrounded by wetlands and wildlife just a quiet little place to come and explore the deeper part of yourself and and let go of some things that time to let go of so that you can move on feeling lighter and better yeah and can i just can i just say this because i looked at something on your site for myself um and on your site it's uh there's a way for those of you out there if you want take a look at uh some of the courses that Brent has, and, you know, one of them is how to become a certified hypnotherapist and how to do that now. And so this is not simply about a book. This is about um, life's work for for my guest today, for this fabulous author. And there's a reason. There's a reason why. See, there's a reason why you and I are doing this, because, um, you know, people think, well, you just show up, Pat, and do this. There's something deeper. Here's the question. You know, I think there's a story behind everybody's action and show personship in the world, how we live, how we show up. And here's the question I've been asking for over 15 years. Given what I've said about you, what we're talking about, what are some of the challenges and obstacles that you had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? Well, growing up when I was younger, I would go to church and, you know, I always wondered, where did we come from? Why am I here? You know, I used to ponder these things. And when I was three or four years old in church, I can remember before being four years old, coming out of church, and the preacher would look down at me and say, hey, honey, how did you like the sermon today? Well, he had just been talking about life everlasting. So I looked at him and said, where do we come from? And I thought my mother was going to die. Yes. I wanted to crawl under the church. But he asked me a question, and I was serious. I wanted to understand that. And he couldn't give me a good answer. And, you know, they brushed it off and moved me along. And then I would notice that every time we would get a new new preacher in there, we started to get different rules. And I was a kid. I wanted to know what the rules were so I could do the right thing and follow the rules. So then as I got older... I, um, I had a traditional job. I was a legal assistant, and I enjoyed working, doing that work, but I, I didn't want to do that. It wasn't fulfilling for, for the rest of my life. I was enjoying it, but I didn't want to stay there. I wanted to be an actress, and I figured out, I started studying, and we had a group of us that would fly a coach in from L.A. and work with that coach one weekend a month, and we would do all kinds of exploratory work and scene work for class and after doing that and I had many teachers that helped me and then I was auditioning up and down the east coast I found it within me to leave that traditional job and start acting so then I noticed that other people were booking work and they were working full-time and I could I wanted that for myself 
you know, I wasn't jealous of them. I wanted to have that same thing for myself. So I went to a hypnotherapist, and we explored a couple of past lives. And in those past lives, I learned that I was an artist dying on the streets of England. Another lifetime, I was a successful singer, like an opera singer, um, very well-known, married to a politician in Europe. And I think the, the one life was the 1600s, the opera singer was 1700s. So I had known both sides of being an artist and having success. And then in another session, because I would do this maybe once a month, I would go in and have a past life session to explore. And on this particular session, my goal was to clear anything in my acting um, energy, my business, anything that was holding me back in acting from achieving my goals of working full-time and being a full-time working actor. Up and down the East Coast, New York, you know, I would go wherever I needed to go to do those things. So in that session, I went, I thought we were going into a past life. I ended up in a scene standing in prairie grass. And in that scene, there were rolling hills, there were apple trees at the bottom of those hills, like an orchard. And I started walking through the orchard having my pick. And I was picking the apples off of the apple trees, but I knew that they were metaphorical apples. I knew they were metaphors, having my pick. So I came out of that session, and I was given messages and guidance from my spiritual team, my spirit guide, came out of there, and out of the blue, one of my friends from five years, she had moved out to L.A. five years before, just called me up, and she said, hey, Bryn, you need to come out here. She said, I think you would do really well out here. You know, my role, I would do the serious characters, but I did better with the quirky, crazy characters. I did a lot of commercial work where you had the funny facial expressions and you throw in the quirky character. Yeah. So I um, had everything lined up to go out to LA. Had it all lined up and decided I wasn't going to go because fear set in. I mean the mm-hmm. kind of fear that paralyzes your feet to the ground yeah. where you can't move. Yeah. So someone very close to me sat me down and said, look, if you don't go, you're going to be miserable. You're going to resent yourself. You have to do this. So, and they said, just do it. See what happens. So I sat with myself, had a very long conversation with myself, picked myself up, packed up my headshot, my suitcase, put them in my car, drove out to L.A. Now, Along the way, I stopped and um, saw one of my friends. She's a singer-songwriter in Nashville. She told me about this acting school out there. So I got to L.A. and saw my friend and um, started auditioning. Well, actually, what happened was I started that acting class, which just happened to be right down the street from the apartment that I was staying in. And after I'd been in class for a couple weeks, someone saw me and told their agent about me and she hired me on the spot, and then my job was to audition. Mm-hmm. So where I might go on three or four auditions a month, now I'm going on three or four a day. It was so much fun. Mm-hmm. It was everything I dreamed of. And it got to the point where they would ask for me for the commercials and some of that quirky work. And I started booking work, 
and I did a little bit of film, a little bit of TV, but, you know, I did all the things I enjoy doing, and I was having a ball doing it. So one day, I'm standing on the set, well, it's actually on location in the grapevine, and I had a trailer with my star and my name on the door, feeling pretty good about myself, and standing out there, we were on location north of L.A. in this prairie grass. And I'm standing there in my Birkenstock sandals, looking down the hill where we're filming under this tree. And someone said to me, hey, you need to watch out. There could be snakes in that grass. And I looked down at my feet, looked up, had a deja vu moment back to that session. And I was standing in the scene I'd seen in detail in that session. I'm standing in the middle of it. And the only thing that was different is that those trees did not have apples on them. They looked the same, the grass, everything looked the same, the rolling hills, but there were no apples on those trees. And I knew, and I, I believe it was a year from that session, I knew that all that it had taken to get me there and all the fears I'd overcome and just the work, the personal work you do as an actor to move out of yourself and to take on these different characters. So... I continued to stay out there, and I was out there for a couple of years, but I also decided to study hypnosis. So I started studying hypnosis, and then I came home and decided I would travel to wherever the past life regressionists were, and that's how I met some of my teachers, and then I've gone on to do the work that I'm doing now. You know, I love this for several reasons. Let me tell you why, and and then we'll talk about it when we come back from break, and uh, we'll dig deeply into it. You know, there are things that happen in our lives, right? And they show up. And I I say they show up, and, 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 and what I mean by that is, look, I dialed, I transposed a number in 2003, and I dialed into an Internet-only network. I mean, think about this, 03. No smartphones, right? So I dial into an internet-only network and within ask, looking for a man named Tracy. They send me to a producer named Tacy. Like I thought this was a punked thing. And, and within 10 minutes, I pulled out my first, first credit card and I bought my first hour of airtime. Air Three months later, actually not even that, um, the station that I'm broadcasting from in studio today happened to have an opening at the 10 a.m. spot five days a week. And I just said yes because I got behind a mic and it felt like breathing. It felt like coming home. So when we come back, I would love for you to talk about this notion of the limitless soul and why it is that we sometimes have to dig deeper to make sure we are not getting in our own way of limitlessness. That, and we'll give a copy of the book away, lots of information. Stay tuned, everybody. We will be right back. To see your life from an angel's perspective, book a personal consultation with Claire Candy Hoff, angelic walk-in angel Ariel at Angel Healing House. Candy provides intuitive counseling, Reiki, and angel readings in person in Los Angeles or nationally and internationally via phone or Skype. She will channel the practical tools you need to transform your life. Call now, 831-277-3716, or visit angelhealinghouse.com. 
It's time to step into the power of yes. Creating the life you want is up to you. The power comes from saying yes to ourselves, yes to possibilities, and yes to change. Are you ready? Start achieving your goals and moving life in the direction you want. Tune in each month to Yes Minded Power Radio with Barbara Scheidegger to start living your future now. For more information about the show and working with Barbara, visit yesmindedpower.com. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death? From debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind that anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first and third Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. The vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change, with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. All right, Connie. All right, here we go. Ready? Two. Benny, this is for you, honey. Just like I cried over you. All right. Connie, I love you, honey. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Yeah. I have to sing every once in a while. It was a joke my friend said to me one time, Benny. My friend said Why to me. Why is it a joke? It was a joke. Here's what he said. This was like. This was like back in 1980, right? Because I was part of a rock band, just like my guest today. I had other aspirations. I was part of a rock band. So the joke is, hey, Pat, what'd you do with the money your mother gave you? And your answer is, what money? <laughs> the money she gave you for singing lessons. Oh. What? Ouch. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. <laughs> just sing anyway. Don't matter what you sound like. Uh Today, I want to make sure, and Benny, we're going to give a copy of the book away, The Limitless Soul. What I love about what Bryn Blankenship has done is she's gone through it, and not only is she integrated in this book, you know, what the strength is of the body of work that she's talking about and why it is she put herself, put her own, put herself in the chair. Got to get in the chair. Um, but it's also because right now, what we're seeing is an accelerated rate 
of depression, anxiety. As a matter of fact, the United States of America has made it to the top of the most anxious places to live in. But here we are. Um, And people ask, why is that? Well, not everything is based on the stock market prices. It's just not. We're human beings. And so today, we're going to take a look at that. But earlier in the show, Brim, one of the things I said was I learned for myself in my journey, of course, everything is energy. But for me, everything is spiritual. And I try to remember that. And it's not always that easy. And I, and I want to ask you about that. I want to ask you, weaving the notion of spirituality into the idea of past, present, and future. I want to ask you about how significant that's been and, and what are some of the stories and, that people have experienced from that. And by the way, 1-800-930-2819 for a copy of the book, 1-800-930-2819. What do you think about that statement, everything is spiritual? I mean, that's for me. I'm not saying for I, the world. I totally agree with that. Because when you can look at everything from a spiritual perspective, it shifts how you interact with others. It shifts everything. Let me give you an example. Before, um, when I was starting out, I was going to be a past life regressionist. Past life regression all the way, right? People kept calling me up and saying, Gren, would you please do smoking cessation? Will you do weight release? Nope, I'm a past life regressionist. I don't do that. Well, Enough people asked me that I finally went back, studied smoking cessation and weight release so that I could help people with that, right? Because that's, help, that's holding them back as well. And then I started to see the most amazing transformation with people simply because they quit smoking, simply because they released the weight. And that's when I realized it's all spiritual. It is, if they're releasing that heaviness in their daily life, the weight of the worry off of their physical body or the smoking, and then they're moving forward more joyful on their path, how much more spiritual can that be? I mean, people have thanked me over the years for, you know, the work that we did together has shifted their life, has shifted health problems, and given them given them their life back, given them their breath back. So to me, it's all spiritual and what happens is our mind gets in the way. We start to overthink things. And it's the overthinking that builds things up. You know, we were talking about, um, I think on the break, we were talking about when you get stuck. I can't stand that feeling of being stuck because I want to go and do. I want to get out there and go do. But things pile up and we get into this cycle and we have to get through the stuckness to what's on the other side. We have to put things in motion we have to take action. You know, it's, it's one thing to think about what you want to do and dream about it. To manifest it, you also have to pick up the phone or get out there and go to the place that you've got to go to to get the things done. You have to take the steps and the action behind the dream to make it manifest. And then you have to hold the vision for what you want while you're nurturing that dream. I didn't just think, oh, I think I'll be an actor, and then it just all fall into place. I worked hard at it for a very long time, breaking through my own personal barriers, then learning more about the business, then going to places to audition and improve those auditions and 
you know, work through those barriers, just like the, the stories that you have in the book. So CESAR, Soul Expression Spiritual Regression, the acronym for that is CESAR. It's an assessment. It's an assessment at your current stage of your current life with the, the perspective of the past and the future, but it's for your current stage with that knowledge and with that information. And, and these sessions are a magnific- magnification of your soul in this physical body. We're helping awaken you to that truth that you already knew about yourself. You already know this about yourself. You planned it out for yourself before you were born in the pre-planning stages when you were planning the lifetime that you're in. We're just helping to remind you what you set out to do. We're helping to remind you more about your life's purpose, what that is. And you're, you're tuning into that clear channel of your soul's guidance so that you can find and follow the soul's guidance, identify negative patterns, and move through your issues more quickly with the direct access to yourself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and let me ask you about this, because mm-hmm. one of the things that happens is I call them hiccups. So I have a vision for the network and we're building technology and we've been doing it for about three or four years. It's really quite sophisticated. So it's taking a while to do. Right. Um, but we're really almost at the end of it and delivering a, a new way to bring these positive messages and build community around them. But here's what happens. Sometimes you stall or sometimes something will happen. For example, like with your technical team, or sometimes maybe your server goes down or sometimes all of that happens at once. And rather than just see it as a thing, right? Something that maybe pops up, maybe there is a message in it and maybe not. It's so easy to go to that place you, mef- you referenced earlier, fear. It's so easy to latch on some old pattern that you cannot even recognize of another point in time in another life or this life where some kind of stall or something happened and, and, and you abandoned your dream, you abandoned your choice, you abandoned your joy, Right. And I think this is what I want to, we're talking about here because those things from our past and past lives, they can come back to haunt us in this life. And I do believe that the rate of depression and suicide, opioid addiction, I mean, we could go on, is because we're not getting at the root of what's ailing people. Um, what yeah. do you think? And, and I, I would like to, a- to ask you about, you know, one of the stories in your book, right? Um, but part of that comes under the chapter patient, patience, trust, and spirituality. What has been your guiding principle around this? Um, with, with spirituality, you know, it's not always a straight line. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, I do not, know. You know you, I know. Yeah, <laughs> the guides have said, and you know, guides, the spirit guides come through, and they give messages. Let me just say, the client is in the chair. The client is communicating with their spiritual team, their guides, their soul advisory council, and then they're relating to me what's happening, right? And you know, the client is reading themselves. I'm not doing a psychic reading. 
However, as that's happening, the client gets these messages from guides that are pretty powerful. And when you hear it, you know that you have to pay attention and you have to listen. So um, patient, spirituality, and trust, you know, the guides have said that there's a long way and there's a short way. And the long way is sometimes the short way. <laughs> so from a spiritual perspective, you don't know what might have happened if you had taken what you perceive to be the shortcut. Yeah. But by taking the other route, you know, when you made those choices, by taking the longer route, you may have saved yourself a whole lifetime. You may have saved yourself a series of lifetimes by learning the lesson now that you were meant to, le- to learn. So um, patience, spirituality, and trust is a session uh, that I worked with a client where she was really having some trust issues. and She was letting fears get in the way. And then the fears were creating irrational fears around her husband um, and then worry. So we wanted to get to the root of that. And it was, it was kind of funny because the guides came through metaphorically and with images that were incredible. I mean, I tried my best to describe them in the chapter in the book. Yeah. But what was happening was even more amazing than what I was able to put into words. And it took her back to a lifetime, um, took this client back to a lifetime in India as a male. And it was around the year 500. And in that past life, she was a king. And he, he served the kingdom well. And he, he lived to be an old man, lived through wars. I think it was his nephew. Um, could have been one of the sons, but I think it was his nephew that took over the kingdom. And he retired, you know, just to a quiet space to where he lived out his days, getting more in touch with the spiritual side. And um, this helped future lifetimes that he lived because he gave up some of his power when he was king, could have ruled and continued, but he felt a stronger pull towards going within and stepping back. Mm. So we listened to that voice. And it was telling her in uh, of another story with her um, current life partner in a past life where trust had gotten in the way of the relationship in the past. And they, they both li- ended up separating and were miserable, and it was just saying, don't let this little thing build up into bigger things that eat away at us. And, you know, the, she she is a really incredible person in current life. She's a manifester. She's able to achieve things. And they were just saying, it's okay to enjoy. Yeah. It's also okay to enjoy what you're manifesting. Yeah. You don't have to keep, at, you know, you don't have to, it's not a race. So um, there were lots of wonderful messages in the story. There were um, also, um, she goes to this beautiful spirit city in the sky, and you can just feel the energies of that place where she plays there. They talk to her about her gifts and and lessons. So it's it's about trust, and that's what this work is about, too. It's putting you back in trust and, and contact with that inner part of yourself so you can trust more and worry less 
Mm-hmm. When you understand that, and it's not from the mind, it's from the heart. The way in is not the head, it's through the heart. When you get that, you save yourself a lot of time. It's not about money. You know, there's another story in the book that talks about money issues, um, healing money issues. And that client, she had just gone through a divorce. And her, uh, actually, the ta- chapter title is Authenticity and Breaking Neg- Negative Money Patterns. Wow. And she had just gone through a divorce, was in a poverty consciousness mindset. She had given up her career years ago to stay home with the kids, very successful career to stay home with the kids. And she felt like money was a sticking point. She felt like her ex-husband was using money to sabotage and to control, you know, even though they were separated. And she had a job now, but it wasn't a career. And she was facing eviction at one point. Wow. She had three children. Wow. Yes. It was was dire. Now, she didn't have the money to come in for a session, but someone gifted the session to her, and she was open enough to come in. And we explored, and what happened was, and by the way, with these sessions, you do a past life session first, and then that's prior to doing the Sessor session, because the past life session opens you up. And then Sessor takes you into that even deeper state. And sometimes people will do this, you know, on consecutive days. Other times they'll do it at different times. We did the past life session. And she went into a lifetime in the 1700s in the Netherlands where she's a little girl named Helene. And she's made to wear this outfit, this traditional Dutch outfit that she's outgrown many, many years before, but her mother, her parents make her wear it. And she described this as a family of pretense, an artificial life, but not in the way that you would think. They were artificial and and pretended to be poorer than what they were. Wow. So that they would not appear that they had as much as they had. So in this town where they lived, the tourists would come by and throw coins at the daughter. So they positioned Helene out in the garden. She was out there weeding the garden in her little costume. And the tourists in this little village would come by and throw the coins. And then the parents would run out and collect the coins before um, before it was, you know, you could see how much they had collected. They even went so far as to build a room inside the house to hide all their nice things. The people would not see that they had things. They didn't have chickens or cows because they didn't want to appear to be wealthy or comfortable. So, and Helene hated it. She hated the artificial life. And then she grows up to marry Peter. And Peter's a wealthy businessman. And she doesn't want to marry Peter or anyone. She thinks he's nice, but she doesn't want to marry him. But Peter works a deal with her father, and he takes care of the parents. Wow. And he gets Helene, and then they move away to this really nice house like in a state with servants and everything else. Mm. Yeah. So she goes from one life to another. And also, in that time period, people were not allowed to learn to read, and especially women. Um, you know, if you, if you had something that needed to be read, you would take it to a priest. Well, Helene's father had learned how to read, and he secretly taught Helene. So she could read, and she could understand, and she could, you know, converse. Well, Peter loved that about her. 
and he was a very successful businessman and very well connected. And he would confide in her and talk with her about the business. And um, they tried to have children, and none of the children survived. So Helene started to blame herself, thinking that it's because Peter loved her more than she loved him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. A lot of blame, guilt. Wow. She went to church, spent a lot of time in church repenting. And then while she was in this position, um, she even went so far as to suggest that Peter went took a mistress and had a, a son with the mistress. Helene even suggested that the mistress and the son move into the house. And, you know, because Helene didn't want to raise the child, she didn't want to deprive Peter. So they lived another artificial life wow. in that house where Helene had one job, you know, one role, and then he had his life with his family. Wow. Now, while she's going to church, starts to realize that she's in a position as a go-between to help her country because her husband, like I said, he's very well connected and Helene still played the role of wife and hosted dinners with high-ranking officials and businessmen that would come and they began to talk about the financing of the new Americas and the impending war that was coming. Wow. And Helene realized that she, well, she didn't want her country to go to war. She realized that she was in a position to change some things. You know, she would overhear conversations. They they didn't mind talking in front of her because they thought being a woman, she couldn't possibly understand what they were discussing. And then she would take notes and pass them through the church confessionals to other priests and high-ranking people in the government that would change and try to um, interfere with those plans to finance the Americas mm-hmm. because Helene's trying to keep her country out of war. Yeah. So she was a spy. Well, and that he, the name of the t- chapter was going to be The Double Dutch Life. Exactly. Because, you know, she was a spy. <laughs> but you see, what we're talking about is, you know, this tapestry. And the way that I love thinking about it is in that form. And that's the way that I pick up from your book, that you talk about it in the authenticity of what you share. And so, friend, look, I am so glad that you're helping people, that you've said yes to this part of your life. You know, that you are tapping into something that is so needed right now. And uh, I want to thank you for today. Also want to ask you to please give out your website again. And last question, personal message, what you want to leave us with here today. Thank you. Uh, okay. So my website is grinblankenship.com, B-R-Y-N-B-L-A-N-K-I-N-S-H-I-P.com. And, you know... The, me- the biggest message I want you, the, the listeners, to get is that you are here by design, not by accident, and you're not alone. Mm-hmm. You're loved. You're here on purpose for a purpose, and all souls are part of that divine plan. And in that past life, Helene went on to, you know, learn more about her role mm-hmm. in shaping the outcome of the Americas, and... She's worked through money issues, 
and she released a lot of fear. She's rebuilt her life. She has an amazing life. Yeah, and as you say in the book, she is an example of the limitless soul. Thank you so much. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back, everyone. 